Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Welcome. You're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Ascent Dental Solutions focuses on knowledge, education, training, and development. I want to thank our sponsors, David Wolf and his podcast company, for putting these podcasts together for me week after week. And I want to thank our sponsors, Henry Schein, Patterson, Vocal, On Demand Force, and the various other sponsors that have helped make these podcasts possible. Last week, we talked to Mr. Lane Kawawaka, who basically is an individual who, for over a decade, has been helping people and educating people in how to improve uh, their gross-adjusted profit, their income through passive investing, and his journey to make himself uh, financially more secure is extremely interesting, and I thought would be valuable to bring him back uh, to today's podcast and maybe dwell in, how do you help, Lane, our listeners who are predominantly dentists, physicians, and in the healthcare market, how do you help them educate themselves so that uh, their stream of income and their net worth is gradually going in the right direction rather than the wrong direction. Yeah, I think I think we were talking earlier about like one of the keys that I found to my success is progressing as a, you know, first single family home investor investing remotely in turnkeys to now over 3,500 units was the big thing is my network. Um, this, everybody, everybody's kind of heard about, you know, you're the five people that you hang out with most so your or your network is your net worth. Um, you know, so for me, when I had 11 rentals back in 2015, I, I thought a certain way. I thought buying my own rental properties directly, being, being the, you know, the, the manager of the property manager and owning it directly was the way to financial freedom. But then I started to join different mastermind groups and got around other doctors, lawyers, engineers, accredited investors that were 
10, 20 years further along the path of myself at the time. And that was where our world opened up with private placements and syndications, you know, give revocable trusts for legal protections, land conservation easements for tax savings. And, you know, a lot of like the, the people I work with today and all of the partners that I'll put money into, I wouldn't have found them unless I, or I wouldn't have vetted them properly unless I had the network today. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for passive investors to do, especially high net worth ones, is to meet and build real organic relationships with other passive investors. And you know, there's here's kind of the problem, right? Like the local RIA and a lot of the free internet forms are some of the worst places to go because it's just filled with a bunch of people who are trying to get rich, who don't have any money. Um, finding passive investors like yourself is very difficult because many of us enjoy our privacy and we don't want anybody to know that we have money. So I think, you know, I think that's the key is getting in the right places and, you know, with the targets set on finding high net worth accredited investors and building real relationships with this as well. Can you uh, maybe explain to our audience in a little bit more detail how you sought out these passive investors. And I think uh, you mentioned in your previous podcast with me that you're basically rounding around four and a half to $6 million as a high net worth individual. Is that correct? Well, I mean, anything above a million dollars, I think separates, you know, the most from the few. So I would say that's, that's kind of the minimum threshold, but a lot of these, you know, these folks, you know, you're going to have to pay to get into these type of in these rooms. Um, and this is where the saying, the country club is. I would say, you know, initially the way I tried to find these things was, you know, I would go to conferences. However, conferences are kind of hit and miss. A lot of times they can be educational, more of a guru centric, where they're just trying to sell an educational program. They can be something like that, or, you know, just be the wrong type of crowd, you know, like, you know, High net worth accredited investors do not wholesale, flip houses, do tax liens, right? There's, they're doing more of a passive type of form of investing that's a lot more tax advantageous. So maybe it might be instrumental to our listeners. Let's just say that I am a potential client. Let's just say I meet the criteria of between four and six million dollars net worth, and uh, I have. Uh, some general knowledge, but certainly you wouldn't call me an expert. How would you solicit someone like myself to say, hey, Kevin, uh, we've got some opportunities here, and uh, I think we can help grow your net worth in a relatively safe and effective manner. What would be the steps? How would you describe it? And what would you expect my return to be? Well, I would say, you know, come and learn learn more about myself. Um, come into our investor club and get to know the other investors in here and, you know, find, find out for yourself if, if this is a good fit. Um, you know, build a relationship with other, other investors, like I said. And let's say that relationship is a symbiotic. Uh, for a variety of reasons, we click what I call the BLT. I believe you, I like you, and I trust you. And uh, that... Um, that is bode very well for me in my professional career for over 40 years. Uh, some of it's a gut feeling, some of it's research, 
and sometimes it's also networking with other people that provide information, and I put that all together. So we've established that there is a trust, a belief, and a likability. What's the next step? I would say just you know reviewing old past deals that the sponsor has had. Um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of these private placements and syndications, they're not too difficult to understand. Um, however, no one's ever taught it to you in the past. And I think that's a great opportunity to get a, a working dialogue with the sponsor to kind of, you know, flush out a lot of these questions and kind of to calibrate the understanding. And at the end of the day, the investor, everybody has a little bit different investment philosophy. It may not be for you. Um, but I think to get an understanding of, you know, the such event investment and to see if it is for you is, you know, it starts with a conversation. And like I said, I'm very much the same, no like or trust. I don't work with anybody I don't know like or trust. And it starts with the relationship first. In your uh, over decade of experience doing this, uh, typically what would you say the average individual like myself with a net worth of four to $6 million, uh, uh, we've already established a good relationship Typically, what is that initial investment? Is it a couple of hundred thousand dollars? Is it 25 grand? Is it a million? I know it varies from individual to individual, but what do you see typically with your background and experience? Most of the time, looking at minimum investments of 50 to $100,000. And one of my general rules is I tell my investors, you know, especially when you're trying out for, for the first time, to go in with the minimum investment, and you know that's fifty to hundred thousand um, dollars. There are deals out there that have a higher minimum investment, like a hundred to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But most times, that's with an operator that's a little more institutional. So the downsides there is a higher fee structure and a worse split for the passive investor, the LP investor. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, you know, you, there are operators that will take in people for $25,000, but typically it's, there's really no reason for them to do it. It's a lot of headache and administrative costs to do that. And if they're doing it, I would argue that they might be a little bit desperate for money and you don't want to invest with them. But I would say most accredited investors, what I see them do is they, they jump into a few deals at 50 grand and then just see and watch, right? I mean, unfortunately, you have to kind of put skin in the game to kind of see in this world of private placement, who performs and you know, who you ultimately want to work with and invest bigger with the next time. Again, Lane, with your experience, I've probably been misled, but my understanding is, is over the long term, you hope to gain about an 8% return on your investment. Some years might be much higher, some years might be lower, but on average, if you can average out around 8% on a real estate acquisition or deal, that seems to be a, a win for all parties. Is that strategy correct? Is it accurate? Or is, am I misleading our listeners? I'm typically seeing the deals that I will invest in that investors on a development type of deal where it's kind of ground up, investors are able to double their money in three years. So you're looking at a um, return of like, you know, a little over 20% a year, or if it's more of a stabilized asset where there's cash flow in the interim, you know, where it might hit that six to 8% cash flow in the interim. At the end, when the asset is sold and the forced appreciation is sort of cashed out, 
investors are looking to double their money in five to six years. So that's, you know, and then the teens or so um, conservatively. So for some of our listeners, I think you're using the rule of 72, correct? So if you're doubling your money in two years, you're getting a 36% return. If you're doubling your money in six years, you're getting a 12% return. Is that correct? I never thought about, I mean, we try and make it really simple, right? I mean, <laughs> investors want to know if, hey, if I put in a hundred grand, how much am I going to get every year? And what do I expect to see at the end? Uh, a follow-up question that our listeners might benefit from, Lane, is uh, in your typical experience, do you ask these passive investors to stay in the game for a minimum of 36 months, 48 months? Uh, what What is a, a general term that you and your expertise uh, would, would see on average for uh, someone like myself that says, I'd like to get in the game, I'm willing to put up $50,000 on three or four developments, so I've got a couple hundred thousand dollars invested. How long can I expect to keep that there? Uh, what's your average? Right. There'll be a couple options. I mean, the first would be that development type of deal. And those are typically be on two or three year cycles. So you'd be in and out. And some investors like that, right? They may not need the cash flow, but they were rather be in and out. But on a deal that's 90% stabilized, that's on a non-recourse Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac loan, where it's making money today and cash flowing, um, but the business plan is to naturally um, rehab the units as the tenants naturally move out that's going to take longer. So it's going to take a couple of years to go through most of the units and another couple of years to stabilize the P&L. So that type of project would be more of on a five-year timeline. Um, but some investors like, and I think the, the hybrid on that is if you can rehab a lot of the units and then refinance everybody's money out and get everybody's initial capital out, now all the investors are in at infinite gains and that original capital that they pulled out is not a capital gain. It's a refinance, so they're not taxed on it. So at that point, everybody's jumping up in the streets, and that's the ideal scenario in, in this case because you know most investors are in this are not only in there for the gains, but also for the tax. You know, being, doing it smart tax wise. And uh, with your background and experience, again, you alluded to in our previous podcast that there are certain states that may be a little bit more beneficial than other states uh, for this type of uh, investment. And you alluded to the fact, let's just call them blue states, uh, which predominantly are going to be more liberal and probably less business friendly than the red states. Would you concur with that? Yeah, we typically stay to more landlord friendly law states. And that typically means the red states are going to be more favored for that. Well, Lane, I can't thank you again for educating not just myself, but our listeners on the benefits of passive investment. I think all of us probably deep down are looking for some financial security and freedom. And if the risk is relatively low and the returns are generally high and you're willing to do your homework, Maybe someone like Lane would be the correct person to reach out and uh, improve your portfolio and your adjusted income. Lane, how can our listeners reach out to you, talk to you, ask uh, specific questions, and maybe potentially become a client and get involved with this unique form of income? 
Yeah, they can reach me at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com is my email. Um, podcast is Simple Passive Cashflow and website simplepassivecashflow.com. And as I mentioned, you know, your network is your net worth. Uh, we have a free open uh, investor Facebook club that a lot of the people that I've kind of talked to through my journeys um, that I allow in there on a semi-private basis. So if you guys want access to that, feel free to find me on Facebook and we'll add you there. Well, I want to thank you. I want to thank our listeners. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You've been listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on education, knowledge, training, and development. I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Henry Schein, Patterson, On Demand Force, Vocal, for their expertise and support, along with David Wolf and his podcast company. We've been listening to Mr. Lane Kawaka and his education to introduce a passive income and the way to invest and have your money grow. Lane, I can't thank you enough for your time and expertise. His PowerPoint will be posted on our website, Ascent Dental Solutions, for your review. And I can't thank you enough. I appreciate your expertise, your knowledge. He went from 11 homes to 3,500 units. He clearly knows what he's doing, and he appears to be very successful in how he's doing it. And I hope uh, you got as much out of this podcast as I did. Thank you again, Lane. I really appreciate it. And you have a great night, and I look forward to working with you in the near future. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and I look forward to talking to you very soon. And thanks for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.